What's up, my fellow history nerds? And welcome back to Adult History. As always, I'm super excited to share my love of history in a new and entertaining way. This podcast is going to cover a few of the things you've learned in history class, but a lot of the things you didn't. I'm Christy Ann, and this is Adult History. This evening's lesson is the story of a tribal queen from the 60s. No, not the 1960s, but literally 60 CE. I myself, being of Celtic descent and a strong female figure, became quite enamored with the Celtic Iceni queen known as Boudicca. This fearless female led a rebellion against the Roman army to try and maintain the independence of her tribe. But before we get into our lesson, let's mix up something quick to drink. Our historically themed cocktail for this evening is called a Celtic mix. Start by adding ice to a glass and your shaker. Then add one and a half ounces of your favorite Scotch whiskey. Add an ounce of Irish whiskey, a half ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice, a dash of bitters, shake, pour, and enjoy. All right, history nerds, let's get started. Before we get into Boudicca's story, we should learn who the Iceni were and where they were located. They were a native Celtic tribe that held great power in Eastern Britain during the first centuries. The origin of their name isn't certain, but it is said to come from the word Iken, which was the name they used for the River Ouse, where the Iceni were said to have originated. I think we often forget that even Europe started out with native populations that were later conquered and integrated into more civilized culture as they would see it. The Iceni were rumored to have been tall and strong, including the women. I think this is why I relate so much to Boudicca. I myself am a tall 5'9 and a pretty strong woman at that. My only hope is that it was passed down from a long line of Celtic blood. The men in the Iceni tribe would have worn long-sleeved tunics and long trousers, which Romans regarded as barbaric when they encountered them. The women wore long dresses, and both sexes wore wool cloaks. In the winter, the cloaks would be very thick and heavy, while in the warmer months, much thinner. These colorful cloaks would be held together with ornamental brooches. Both men and women loved jewelry and wore necklaces, bracelets, and anklets as decoration to show off their wealth and status. Archaeologists have found torques dating to the Iceni tribe. These would be heavy gold and silver bands worn around the neck and arms of the tribe members. Just picturing them in their sparkling jewelry, tall, strong, and wild, it gives me so much joy. The Iceni were ruled by King Prasidagus for many successful years, and as you can guess, Arbutica was his queen. Prasidagus was happy to be an ally with Rome as Rome began its conquest into their territory. He believed it was mutually beneficial to both parties. Life was good under Prasidagus, and the Iceni celebrated often with large feasts that included storytellers and singers. 
The more one could show their wealth in the Iceni tribe, the better. And don't forget the booze. The Celts were no stranger to overindulging on drink. I often say if I could have any superpower, it would be to time travel. And I think I would really enjoy a quick visit to one of these tribal feasts. The Celts are known for their warrior-like demeanor and are often recounted as being more aggressive native people. The Iceni were no different. Being prepared to defend themselves was an extremely important skill in the Iceni tribe. And the women were not left out. Boudicca was known for her cunning bravery and her strength when it came to battle. Boys and girls would attend battle training to learn how to ride horses, as well as sword and spear fighting. Boudicca was also very well versed in driving a chariot. I must say, the equality in the Iceni tribe is something to aspire to. We will get more into the life of Boudicca when we return. Let's take a break. Now back to the lesson. Okay, so during the 40s, the Romans would begin their conquest of Britain. And as I mentioned earlier, the Iceni king Prasetagus was somewhat tolerant of this. He came to a voluntary alliance with the Romans. The Iceni did, however, have a small uprising against a Roman governor who threatened to disarm them in 47 CE. And we already know you don't mess with the Celts and their weapons. And this is still something we see today as those who fear loss of power and rights cling to their weapons for protection and peace of mind. Now, Boudicca and her husband would go on to have two daughters, but their names are unknown. When Prasidagus died around 60 CE, he left a will to transfer his land equally between his two daughters and the Roman emperor at the time. However, after his death, his will was ignored by the Romans. They saw their chance to take over the Iceni lands, and their property was stolen and added to the Roman Empire. Boudicca was said to have been beaten and flogged, and unfortunately, both of her daughters were raped. It was then that the warrior queen took center stage. She had no intentions of losing their lands and every intention of fighting fiercely to victory or to death. The name Boudicca comes from the Celtic word for victory or victorious and that she would be even if it didn't save her people in the end. Boudicca never trusted the Romans and had always been against Prasidagus and his peaceful alliance with them. This could have been why he left her out of his will, but it turns out she was right to question their loyalty to the Iceni. The Romans just had their eyes on the land, which is not entirely shocking, I suppose, given their history of conquering. But Boudicca would not go quietly. The Iceni conspired with their neighbors, the Trinovantes, as well as other Celtic tribes, to plan a revolt. Boudicca was chosen as their leader, and she led with strength and bravery unknown. She set her sights on the city of Camelodunum, which the Romans had taken as an outpost to secure their hold over the British territory. The soldiers there greatly mistreated the people and forced them to build a temple to the Roman Emperor Nero at the people's expense. This city was a hot spot for Roman dislike, which made it the perfect target. We'll be right back. Now back to the lesson. Boudicca and her army descended upon the city where only a small auxiliary Roman army of around 200 had been sent to defend it. They demolished the Roman army, and after the final survivors had held the temple for two days, Boudicca and her army claimed victory. A bronze statue of Nero, which probably stood in front of the temple, was decapitated and its head taken as a trophy by Boudicca's army, which is badass to say the least. Another Roman governor would attempt to regain Camelodunum, but again would suffer a brutal defeat after Boudicca and her troops intercepted his army and essentially rerouted them towards their own army who massacred them. 
They destroyed all of his infantry, and he was able to barely escape with his own life. He would later flee to Gaul after the news of his embarrassing defeat spread. The Iceni next set their sights on Lindeninium, or modern-day London. Word of Boudicca's victory reached the powerful Roman general Gaius Suetonius Paulinus. Londoninium had become a thriving merchant city for Romans, and the general had to decide how to handle the threat of Boudicca and her army. Paulinus realized they were greatly outnumbered, and the defeat of Camelinum had been so brutal he decided to forfeit the city without a fight. Despite the people's pleas for protection, the general moved his army out of Londoninium and essentially left the town to be destroyed. And the Iceni did just that. They burnt Londoninium to the ground, torturing and killing anyone who stayed behind. Boudicca's army then destroyed the city of Aralamium, most likely burning it to the ground as well. Between the three cities, over 70,000 people lost their lives. Brutal is an understatement. It is recounted that the Iceni had no interest in taking or selling prisoners, only in slaughter, by gibbet, fire, or cross. A gibbet was a gallow-type structure from which the dead or dying bodies of criminals were hanged on public display. Another account states that the noblest women were impaled on spikes and their breasts cut off and sewn to their mouths. Like I said, the Iceni treated all sexes with the same intentions, even when it came to death and torture. Unfortunately, these victories, while brutal and terrifying to the Romans, would not see Boudicca keeping the independence of the Iceni. While the Roman Empire was deciding if they even wanted to continue their conquest of the Iceni and Celtic lands, the ego-bruised Roman general Gaius Suetonius Paulinus had regrouped his army and marched on Boudicca with over 10,000 troops. Even with such a large army, his men were still outnumbered by the Celts. The two armies met on an unknown Roman road. Boudicca riled up her troops from her chariot, her daughters beside her. Records state her giving a short speech in which she presents herself not as an aristocrat avenging her lost wealth, but as an ordinary person avenging her lost freedom, her battered body, and the abused chastity of her daughters. She said their cause was just and the deities were on their side. The one legion that had dared to face them had been destroyed. She, a woman, was resolved to win or die. If the men wanted to live in slavery, that was their choice. But the Romans would use a different war tactic to outsmart the Celtic army. The Roman soldiers stood motionless, using shields to protect against the Celtic spears. They basically let Boudicca and her army run out of ammunition and weapons before they took to battle. They attacked with such brutal force, slaughtering even the women and animals of the opposing army, leaving Boudicca and her troops in defeat. The hatred and disdain was apparent between the two sides, as it was unusual for Roman soldiers to kill women and animals. Almost 80,000 Celts were killed, while the Romans only lost 400. The battle was won, and Boudicca had lost. She fought fiercely and bravely to the very end. Boudicca, who refused to be taken prisoner, is said to have died by drinking poison, which is not unlike the fate of our famous Cleopatra. I hope you learned something from today's lesson. Most don't learn about the brave and savage female leader Boudicca in school. Wanting nothing more than the independence of her people, she fought to the death, leading both men and women against the conquering Roman army. She is certainly someone I admire, aside from all the murder and torture and all that, but you know what I mean. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode where we learn about the tragic Chernobyl disaster and the nuclear reactor meltdown that would devastate and clear out an entire city in Ukraine for years to come. 
Today's lesson was written and edited by Christy Ann, and all music for this podcast was created by Corey Miller. You can also find today's lesson sources on our Facebook page, at Adult History.